Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. Neil, I've got on my New York Giants hat today because why? It's draft day, baby. It's draft day. It's draft day. It is today. Summer, the winter version of draft day. Yeah, and I've got some. Uh, I've got some ties to the Super Bowl as a Giants fan, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. Oh God, I that's wanna... the closest they'll ever be <laughs> ever again. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything. But um, yeah, we've got a fun show for you guys today. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, so let's get into it with our losers of the week. Loser. Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Take it away, Josh. All right, I've had I've had the entire week to think about this, um, and it without without any thought. As soon as this thing happened, and I'm talking about uh, Brad Marchand, and just typical typical Brad fashion, he punched uh, Tristan Jari in the back of the head when he wasn't looking. Just like the the most Brad Marchand thing you could possibly do. And then as he was skating away after the little tussle, he tried, didn't really succeed, but he tried to hit Tristan Jari in the head with his stick. He ended up getting suspended for six games um, because he's a repeat. And when I say repeat, I mean repeat offender. He ended up getting six games. Um, and at this point, at one point, you know, if he keeps doing these things, which he will, like, this is who Brad Marchand is. There's no getting around it. He's This is the same guy that licks people's faces when he gets too close to them. This is the same guy that punches people in the back of the head. This is the same guy that slew foots people on a regular basis. He's going to get suspended for the remainder of the season at some point in his career. If he doesn't get, you know, kicked out of the league before that. So that's my loser of the week. Um, I could talk for hours about Brad Marchand and how much of a piece of shit he is. Um, I'm just so sick of that man. Did you see where he blocked Tristan Jari from yeah. giving a Pittsburgh Penguins fan a puck pregame in like, Boston? He does the, he does these <laughs> things to try and be a piece of shit. But like at one point, do you got to just say, like, oh, this isn't you actually trying. This is you just being who you are so Tristan Jari was going to he had a puck on his stick and he had um, some Pittsburgh Penguins fans behind the behind his net and he was going to give them a puck and then Brad Marchand skates by and just slaps Tristan Jari's stick so it doesn't happen like he's Brad Marchand's just a piece of shit my loser of the week Josh is the Edmonton Oilers franchise head office fair the entire head office did you see because what happened this morning yeah, Dave Tippett was fired. Mm-hmm. Get to that in a second. The reason they're my loser of the week, they've they've been losers for half a century, pretty much. Yeah. Or a quarter of a decade, at least. A decade and a half, you went let's from say. Half a century to... I was like half a century. Quarter of a decade. <laughs> Regardless, the Oilers have had more luck, Josh, than any other f- fucking franchise in the history as it comes when it comes to draft picks. Absolutely, yeah. They've completely squandered it away. They've completely blown this. And like now they have like the best player in the world in Leon Dreisaitl. Oh, I knew you were going to do that to me. Continue. I won't take the floor away from you. Well, they have two of the best players in the world 
since Lemieux and Gretzky were playing, and they're sewering their prime years. Their prime years are right now, and right they're now. sewering it. Yep. And you would think, you're like, hey, fuck, it's a shame that they're not, you know, winning more titles. They should be winning titles. I think it's fucking hilarious because this front office can't figure it out. Today, this morning, they fired their head coach, Dave Tippett, as more or less, you know that was the first domino to fall. You know they have to use a scapegoat. For that reason, the Edmonton Oilers are my loser of the week. How, like, how do they turn it around? Like, we, we talk about this a lot with the Edmonton Oilers specifically, but like, what did they have to do to turn it around? They're putting up five or six goals a game, and they're letting in seven or eight. They're losing games when they're scoring goals. Got to figure out their defense. They've got to figure out their goaltending. Mike Smith is 39 year old, years old and wouldn't crack it in the AHL this year. Sorry to say he should be retired. His backup, Koskinen, go get fucked. You're trash, bud. They need to make a trade for Varlamov or someone who is available out there, like Marc-Andre Fleury. You know, there are, there are goaltending options out there. Yeah, but absolutely. they're not making moves. Instead, they're signing Evander Kane. So wait, you're saying that the signing of Evander Kane was a bad idea? I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I I'm saying it shouldn't be a priority. An insinuation. A priority should be shoring up idea. deficiencies on your team, such as goaltending and defense. Yeah, exactly. You don't need another forward in there. You have the forwards. You have the firepower. Shore up your defense. Get new goalies because your goalies are just not working right now. Yeah, this front office has a lot to to talk to to, to discuss moving forward, but it's it'll be interesting to see what they their next move is. You know, who they hired for their head coach, um, and where they go from here. Who knows? Maybe, maybe Mike Babcock will make a a reappearance. <laughs> Can you imagine? I saw someone tweet that actually that Mike Babcock or they should hire Mike Babcock, and I'm just like, of, did someone of, tweet that? Someone did tweet. Out of all the things the Oilers could do. To, to better their team, that is not one of them. And and if that happens, it's just like, just flush the whole team down. Just move the team away. Move it back to, move it to Quebec. Call them the Nordiques and just call it a day. Just for, you know, just, just so you're aware, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is on his 12th coach in 11 years. And he's played for Edmonton that whole time. Let that sink in for a second. His 12th. Double years. digits. That's fucked. Wow. Anyways. I guess he's one of the longest tenured players on the team now. He is, yeah. Oh. He's known as a vet. He just he hasn't it doesn't seem like he's been playing for that long, but no. look years, he man. was, you know, a, a top pick. Taylor Hall, top pick. Like they've squandered so much talent over the years. That's where players go to die. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, enough talking about the shitty Edmonton Oilers. Let's talk about Sebastian Giovanco because there was a lot of hype around him. He was training with TFC. Um, there was talk about you know him uh, being able to take less money to come in time for TFC. And that was the conversation. We were heading in that direction. And then all of a sudden, he signs for an Italian league team in Serie A. Um, and he's going to be playing there this season. But... He's only got a contract until the end of this Serie A season, which ends in the summer, which is around the same time that Lorenzo Insigne is coming to TFC. 
So there could be a situation where Giovinco finishes the Italian season and then comes to play for Toronto FC. However, that was not ever tweeted or talked about or referred to um, when we were talking about Sebastian Giovinco training with TFC. The talk was that like, oh, he's going to start the MLS season as a TFC player. But uh, obviously that didn't happen. I mean, that's it's just shitty for TFC for that to happen. You know, they're not going to have a premier um, force on the uh, as a striker to begin the season, but that's okay. You know, the, there will be reinforcements coming. Mm-hmm. And with, with all of the signings that TFC has done so far, you can't help but still be excited for this team and what, what they're going to do this year and moving forward. So whether Giovinco joins us in June or, you know, for the later part of the summer, then great. We'll have, you know, a second, you know, side-by-side to Insigne, but I don't, I'm not worried about this team whatsoever. No. You know, they're going to do some damage this year. I'm excited. With the signings that they've made, um, you know, the signings that are kind of under the radar, but if you do your research on these players that they're signing, like, yeah, they, they know what they're doing. Bill Manning, um, as much uh, as he's been under fire in the past, he knows what he's doing. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for this team. And as long as this team can stay relevant until Lorenzo Insigne gets there, they've got a good chance of making it to the final. Throwing that out there now. Uh, let's move on to some Chicago Blackhawks news, which anytime you see the Chicago Blackhawks in in the media, in in the Twitterverse, in, on Instagram, it, it's it's not good. And this is no exception. Um, they recently held a town hall um, that was months in the making. Months in the making. Everyone knew that this town hall was coming. And if you think about what kind of questions do we think that Rocky Wirtz, who's the chairperson of uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the rest of the panel will be asked, you're probably going to be asked a question about Kyle Beach yeah. and the allegations and the lawsuits. There's going to be that connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to come to that uh, panel, you have to come to that town hall being prepared for these kind of questions. Obviously, if you're um, a, a good chairperson, if you if you have any common sense whatsoever, um, and you're going to have to talk about what you're doing to better your organization so that this doesn't happen again. So when this question came up in the town hall, um, it was asked by a reporter towards Rocky Wirtz, who is the once again the chairperson of the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, they asked him pretty much what exactly what I just said. What are you as an organization doing to ensure that this doesn't happen again? And Rocky Wirtz, like I said, had months to prepare for this conversation, to prepare for this answer. And instead he chose to fire back at the reporter saying, we don't want to talk about Cow Beach anymore. We don't want to talk about the situation anymore. Let's move on. Just kicking it under the rug. And he was angry. He was yelling at the reporter. Yeah. You are in no position to be yelling at anyone right now. We understand that you're going through these lawsuits. But you are very much in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, shoved this under the carpet for years. And allowed these players and staff members to get sexually assaulted. Like, this has been going on for a long time. This, you should be ashamed of yourself from this happening. You should not be trying to defend yourself, which is exactly what you are doing. You had months to prepare for this. This was not, 
this was not a, a knee-jerk reaction of an answer. This was how Rocky Wirtz feels about this situation. Yeah. This was not like he did. He was not caught off guard by this question. This was his actual feelings toward this entire situation. It's 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 the culture of the Chicago Blackhawks and hockey in general, the NHL in general, and it needs to change. I think Rocky Wirtz needs to step down. And then for Gary Bettman to come out and say there will be no further punishment for this town hall, like come on, how do you not find them something? He came out and said there will be no further punishment for the comments that were made during this town hall. I don't know. I don't get it. How, how do you see this? And how do you not see the reaction from everyone in the media? Every commentator that you hear while calling games was on Twitter condemning this town hall, condemning Rocky Wirt, saying, what is going on? Everyone from James Duthie to Bob McKenzie to Ray Ferraro were commenting. How, even Ray Ferraro. Even Ray Ferraro. I'm pretty sure even Pierre Maguire commented and no Pierre Maguire is a piece of shit no one likes Pierre Maguire. no one likes Pierre Maguire but I'm pretty sure he even commented not even his own kids like no, Pierre no no one I'm pretty sure even him he commented saying this is ridiculous this needs to change how shameful it was pretty much just the 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 notes that were going around on Twitter from this I just I don't see how Rocky Wirtz doesn't step down and his son even tried to, midway through his answer, tried to, you know, um, reason, not reason, but to, to try to f- help the situation by saying, oh, you know, we're going to. He started talking about the changes that they were making as an organization. And Rocky shut him up saying, no, 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 we're not talking about this anymore. So there's a lot of things that needs to change within that organization. And Rocky Wirtz is at the forefront of that conversation or should be. Well, let's see what happens to him. You know, this is, you know, if if that's the way he's going to behave and something's got to happen, right? Like, I don't know. We'll see what happens in the next coming days here. We'll see. Uh, do you want to talk some NBA trade deadline news? Yeah. Trade deadline is today. Um, we're going to go through some things that happened and will probably happen. One thing that Neil really wants to happen. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, why, why don't we talk about what's happened so far before we get into sure. the rumors and what I would like to happen. So you had some uh, trades that you were talking about uh, that happened early there, earlier yeah. this morning. So, well, early this morning, yeah, Goran Dragic um, was traded to the Spurs in uh, just, I, I don't understand this trade. I really don't. Um, but it, the Raptors got... Thaddeus Young, who is 33 years old and has played maybe once, one out of every three or four games this season, and a protected first-round pick. Was Dragic on a big contract? Like, is that why we're trying to ship that out? Is that... I don't think he was. I think he was... Like, we didn't take on a lot in his contract, did we? Well, I mean, I think there was a lot that we would have to do to buy him out you know probably he was owed quite a bit of money he was owed Kyle Lowry yeah type of money right um that's money I don't think Masai Ujiri was willing to spend um maybe he has something else up his sleeve here at the deadline with you know the trade deadline coming in just over two hours from now um 
the Spurs are expected to buy him out after this deal. So they're they're already expected to buy him out. Really? Yeah, they're not keeping him. Uh, there's already talks at teams like Milwaukee, Chicago, the Clippers, perhaps even Miami again are in the market to sign Drogic. But that's, I mean, this, when I, when I first saw it, I was like, they've included a protected first rounder <laughs> as well, which means if the pick is between 1 and 14, it becomes a first rounder pick the following season. Mm-hmm. If it's not in between 1 and 14, then it's a first rounder for the Spurs this year. I just think it's a lot, you know, for an aging Thad Young and Drew Eubanks. I, I, I don't like the deal, but I'm glad that we finally got this bum off our team. What if Masai is thinking about this protected first-round pick that it's going to be a later first-round pick? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, same thing that the Leafs did when they gave up a first-round pick to get Nick Foligno. Yeah. Like, they assumed it was going to be a later first-round pick because they were going to make it further into the playoffs, which obviously they didn't. Um but maybe that's what Masai is thinking, is that this first-round pick this season is not going to be one of substantial value because we're going to make a run. So maybe that's what it's, where it's headspace. The Raptors are seven games over five hundred right now. I know. They're sixth right now in the East. They've won seven in a row. Uh, they're going for their eighth in a row tonight against Houston. I'm just I, saying... I made a bet with multiple people at the start of the season saying this was, that the Raptors this was would finish in top many six. ways meant to be a transition year for the Raptors. And it is and not. here we are trading early first rounders. Yeah. Masai is, you know, his his window of rebuilding is non-existent. Yeah. It doesn't exist. He needs a couple days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a couple days. Yeah. And then he's rebuilt the team. Um, one other thing I wanted to talk about is the fact that the Portland Trailblazers obviously are blowing up the team. Oh, uh, yeah. Damian Lillard has been sitting out for quite some time now. Um, he had to get abdominal surgery. His, uh, he's had abdo- abdominal pain for years now, and he eventually elected to get the surgery. Um, I don't know if there was a prior conversation to him having that surgery saying, listen, we are planning on blowing up the team this season, so we don't need you. You can get the surgery. Or if he, you know, got the surgery, and then all of a sudden he's seeing all of his players get traded to other teams. Like C.G. McCollum is now going to New Orleans. Uh, Norman Powell has now gone to the Clippers. You know, they're 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 blowing up the team, and they're getting they're getting picks in return or players that you know are past their prime and will probably get bought out. Um, the Kings traded away. Tyrese Halliburton, which makes no sense. The, the entire city of Sacramento is pissed about that deal. Yeah. He is your rising... He is the rising star of Sacramento. Yeah. Or was. Man, did you see that uh, photo of the reporters in Sacramento after a game? Yeah. With all the, the fans signs in the background holding up signs saying, Welcome to hell, DeMontas. Yeah. For Sabonis. Sabonis is a fucking stud, too. I mean, you have to give something up to get something in return, but trading away Buddy Heald and Tyrese Halliburton for Sabonis, I mean, that's a cost of business, right? You got to give something up. Tyrese is going to be a, a great player, though. He, he already Indiana. is, and he's in his yeah. sophomore year. Like, this is... I don't know. I don't understand it, but maybe they have some underlying reasons maybe they're they're still trying to make trades before the deadline today um those are some pretty big moves that have happened so far you wanted to know what deal i want to happen today 
Let's talk about some deals we could see today. I mean, there there have been talks for weeks and months and about Ben Simmons potentially being moved. Talks have been stalled. Talks have been maybe held off until they want to hold off until the offseason. But in the last week or so, we've heard talks come out of Brooklyn about James Harden. And James Harden uh, potentially being a candidate to be traded for a Ben Simmons in Philly. And now, in the last 24 hours, we're hearing that James Harden could potentially want a trade to Philly. Today, it's becoming more and more evident that James Harden not only wants to be moved to to Philly, he has behind the scenes demanded a trade (laughs) to Philly, but not publicly demanded a trade because of his reputation of being the person in back-to-back seasons demanding a trade out of a franchise in consecutive seasons. He doesn't want to be known as that person. So behind the scenes, he's asked for a trade. In reality, he hasn't come publicly and said this. Fact of the matter is, I we could potentially see a blockbuster franchise-altering deal done before 3 p.m. today. What are your thoughts on that? Um, if this deal happens, I don't think it happens today. I think it happens this summer. Um, because Ben Simmons' value, market value, has never been lower than it is right now. Um, and James Harden is pretty much on the opposite end of that. If if this deal were to happen, it would not be a one-for-one deal. Uh, the Sixers would have to give up more than just Ben Simmons to get James Harden, even if they were only getting James Harden back. It's pretty obvious that the Nets, you know, this this experiment is not working. Um, they made a run last season, but with but with everything with Kyrie Irving not wanting to play, being an idiot, being an asshole, not wanting to help his team to the full extent because he's a selfish douchebag who won't get vaccinated. Uh, and then Kevin Durant being injured for as long as he has been injured, and he's going to be injured for quite a while. It's just they, the team doesn't have the depth, and this is what's happening in, with the Lakers right now. Is that we're we're seeing how much they don't have depth. So I, I think this this deal is a juicy deal, and I, but I don't think it happens today. I think it happens this summer. I think it happens today. I think if it is to happen today, this deal, I don't think it matters among those two players. I think that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just makes so much sense. I think it matters who is also in the deal, the construction of the deal. I think this deal is going to happen at two fifty nine today. <laughs> yeah. At the stroke of midnight, or or whatever the you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah sure. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it gets done. And what I think is going to be hilarious is what happens, because it's inevitable, it happens every year, what happens when this deal gets done, when Joel Embiid gets hurt? Does James Harden ask for another trade <laughs> out of another franchise? I mean, Joel Embiid and James Harden both have big personalities. Mm-hmm. So we could see a situation where, you know, when Chris Paul played with James Harden, they did not get along. Um, and there was a lot of speculation of, like, the reason that team didn't work is because they didn't want to play together. So we could see that again. We could see that going forward um, when Joel Embiid gets hurt. And when this team, that experience of the 76ers doesn't work. Um, Another trade, uh, quickly, before we get into our draft, that I wanted to to 
talk about. It hasn't happened yet, but obviously Russell Westbrook is the, the topic of conversation in terms of the trade deadline. Um, yep. I think if the Lakers don't ship him out before 3 p.m. today, that's showing you that they are giving up on this season. If they do trade for him, they're saying we want to win right now again. And one player that's been linked to the Lakers and the Clippers um, in terms of a potential deal is John Wall, who hasn't played a lot this season. He's not necessarily, he's not, he's past his prime, sure, um, but so is Russell Westbrook. And they are similar players. Um, they're both, they can be triple double machines if they want to. Um, John Wall's been playing this season. Um, not in the NBA. He's been like showcasing his talent and the fact that he still has it throughout the season. I've watched all the tape. That's why I picked him up in our league yep. last night. Um, and so if he were to get moved, it would be today, obviously. For a um, one for one, including the first rounder. Yeah. So we could potentially see that happen. Either that or he gets moved to the Clippers. Two hours left until the deadline. It's 1 p.m. here in Toronto. Um, I keep checking my phone. There's uh, there's not not anything happened since we started the episode. But if something does break before the end I'm of the I'm waiting for a Woj bomb. You know, like we're waiting for that Woj bomb. He's going to drop it. It will happen. Um, he would be the first to know. Um, but uh, yeah, if we get any more news, we're definitely going to gonna talk about it. But in the meantime, I think it's time, Neil. What's happening this weekend? Anything relevant? Um, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Yep. Valentine's it is Day. on Monday. Thanks for reminding me that I don't have a date. Um, no other surprise than that, there. No surprise there. <laughs> um, other than that, uh, I don't. Th- I can't else? think of anything. No, I don't know. Why are you wearing oh, that hat? You know what? I What's forgot I was wearing this hat because Odell Beckham Jr. is going to win a Super Bowl ring this Sunday when the Rams beat the Bengals. Um, in my opinion, um, little preview of my thoughts on who's going to win the Super Bowl there. <laughs> but Rams, uh, do you have like a, a a score prediction for us? For I think for we talked game? about it. We talked about it last week, but yeah. um, I think it's going to be like a 30, 33 to twenty-two game. I'll bode well, well for the Rams. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's get into it, man. We talked about where we did this last year. We had this format. One game, winner takes all. What do you want to do? Fifty bucks? Sure. Fifty bucks. We're doing <laughs> we'll a draft. On we'll shake bucks. on it. Um, whereas, you know, we we will rock, paper, scissors to determine who goes first. Yep. But essentially the format is standard fantasy scoring, uh, six points for a touchdown. Um, we'll just use the Yahoo standard fantasy settings for it what, um, we, what we've used for what we've used yeah uh positions will go one qb three wide receiver one running back one tight end one flex kicker and defense i'm all for it you into that yeah um should we do rock paper scissors shoot should we do rock paper scissors and then go on scissors i think it's rock paper scissors rock paper scissors shoot. yeah no it's just rock paper and on three you right. drop you drop the paper, which I know you're right. you're gonna go paper. I always go rock. So Oh, you're doing mind games with me now. Yeah. Oh, I've done my research. Don't worry. All right, I've let's got go. a strategy going into this. Alright. Should I warm up warm up the hand here? Alright, ready? ready? Rock, paper, scissors. scissors. Alright. 
And I get first pick. And you'll beat me. That one hurt a little bit. Fine. You get first pick. Um, go for it. Uh, with my first overall pick in the 2002 Super Bowl Shoot Your Thought Fantasy Draft, mm-hmm. Team Neil would like to select Cooper Cup first overall. All right. You want to type it in there? That's a good pick. That's a good pick. We're not going with the uh, the running backs first. Um there's a lot of question marks around the running backs this season, uh, specifically in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure every single one of them are hurt, besides maybe Sony Michelle. Uh, but my first pick, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. It's a good thing you took him there. Why were you going to take him next? Of course. Jamar Chase, um, he's he's a monster. Him and Joe Burrow have that mental connection to the point where Joe Burrow could be blindfolded and throw a ball up into the air and it would hit Jamar Chase. So I, I feel good about Jamar Chase as my pick. Um, yeah. It's a good pick. Yeah, I don't mind that at all. Uh, Jamar Chase, it blows my mind that he's a fucking rookie. He's a rookie. And he's playing in the Super Bowl. Blows my mind. But that's a good pick. Jamar Chase, first round for Josh. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I you Honestly, the first round, you would have been good with either one of those players. You know, like Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase. Yeah. They're uh, going to have so. very similar games. I agree. Uh, my next pick, I'm going to go with someone who... I hate that you got first. I hate it. I hate it. That I beat you in rock, paper, scissors. That's a moral, yeah. moral victory. It's, there. it's like the coin flip. It's like the overtime coin flip. <laughs> Uh, but continue as you were. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to go with the running back of the LA Rams, Cam Akers. And this guy's got a great story leading up to here. He's already getting 20 carries or more. And with the idea that my thoughts, I think LA is going to go up large early and just feed it to Cam Akers. Um, I don't know if the Cincinnati Bengals are going to be able to stop the run. I just think they're gonna, you know, run the ball in a in a big game like this. Cam Akers is my guy. That's fair. No, that yeah. logic is fair too. I saw um, a little like stank face there from you. Were you bit. were you hoping to get Cam Akers? Um, I mean, I, all my thoughts and prayers kind of went out the drain when you won first pick. So um, strategy. You, you didn't. Yeah, there you go. It's all about strategy. Picking right? up the scraps here. Uh, I'm also going to take a running back um, with my second pick. Um, however, this running back plays for the other team, and Joe Mixon. Um, he he may be hurt right now, but he is the workhorse on that team. He he will get fed the ball. He will get those 20 touch games, and this is the Super Bowl, so he's going to be utilized to the, his full extent. I like it. It's a good pick. Uh, you're not going to like my next pick. I'm not, I haven't liked any of your picks, Neil. <laughs> of course, I'm not going to like your next pick. You're not going to like it. If you fucking pick, I know you're, I know what you're going to do. You're not going to like it at do. all. Oh my God. I'm just going to type his name in. Yeah, here. I figured you would. I was contemplating take, so we're talking about Odell Beckham Jr. Which of course, Neil is going to pick um ahead of me um he's a stud but you know what our teams are shaping up to be it's just la versus cincinnati so you got two cincinnati players i've got three la players now it could very well be you're heartbroken over there because you're wearing a giant's hat in support of odell beckham and i'm gonna be wearing my odell beckham jr jersey 
on Sunday. Wow, that that hurts a little bit. I'm still gonna be. I'm still gonna. gonna, I'm still gonna love it when he scores a touchdown. When he, you know, when he has those those moments in this game, I'm still gonna be happy for him because I want him to win. I think he got treated so poorly by the New York Giants. Um, so I'm gonna be happy for him no matter what. But it it stings a little bit that he's not gonna be on my team. Uh, I'm gonna switch it up a little bit here with my next pick. I am gonna go with a quarterback. In Matt Stafford. He hedges his bet here. Uh, Matt Stafford is going to have... I mean, it's the Super Bowl. It's He's never played in a Super Bowl before. The Rams have played in Super Bowls before, but Matt Stafford mm-hmm. has never... I mean, he was playing for the Lions before this. you got to remember. Yeah. We've never seen Super Bowl Matt Stafford. We've seen primetime Matt Stafford, but obviously he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and so I feel like Matt Stafford is going to have one hell of a game. I like it. I think, you know, him with the home field advantage as well in L.A., Mm -hmm. plays well in L.A. This is the moment he's been waiting for his entire career. I like the pick. Thank you. I'm going to go here with my fourth overall pick, and I'm going to pick someone who I think is going to have a massive game Mm -hmm. because of the shadow coverage that Jamar Chase is going to get. I... I'm going to go with T. Higgins here because mm-hmm. I think, you know, we've seen big blow-up games from T. Higgins. I feel like because they're going to be playing from behind, they're going to have to be throwing the ball deep. T. Higgins is going to be the one on the receiving end there. He may be in line for a touchdown or two. T. Higgins, fourth overall. That's fair. You're just really just taking all of the wide receiver options here, aren't you? You've gone wide receiver, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver. So you're dumb for wide receivers. That's what you think. Still a flex position oh, available my there. God, <laughs> can do whatever flex position is needed. I've been looking at all of the players throughout, that are going to be playing in this game. There's a lot of questionable players. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of limited players that are, you know, going to be in this game. Um, I, I'm on the fence with who I'm going to pick next. Um, I have two options um because i i only i've only picked one wide wide receiver and since you are uh you're having this you know thinking out loud moment over here where you're talking about your flex position i think i'm gonna have to take tyler boyd because i feel like they're the cincinnati Bengals are gonna have to throw it a lot and Jamar Chase might be double covered this entire game. And I think it's going to be a toss up for who gets the ball after Jamar Chase between T Higgins and Tyler Boyd. So it's funny. We're taking them in the, both in the same round. Um, I think they're very similar in terms of their um, receiving styles. And I don't think they're far off from being, you know, who's the better player between the two of them. That's not a bad shout. I mean, there is a good chance that, you know, he's going to have a massive game. Yep. If shadow coverage is done on the on the top two players right so Mm -hmm. nice pick there uh with tyler boyd thank you we're going into our fifth round here and you know this is where it could get i could go one of two ways tight end is such a very like a difficult position because both tight ends on on both teams are banged up right are very banged up so i see a big smile on your face there i'm not gonna go tight end here yet because okay. I don't know, I, I want to see what you do first before I, <laughs> I go in there. 
But I'm going to get the, the player that I consider drafting in the first round, hilariously. I'm going to go with Evan McPherson here. I'm going to go kicker. <laughs> oh, my God. Ice cold McPherson. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Fair. Well, I guess I know which kicker I'm taking in this game. Yeah, just like I know what quarterback I'm taking. Oh, man. In the fifth round, too. Hey, it's bold. You think there's going to be a lot of field goals in this game, then, eh? I, I, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying I wanted McPherson on my team. I'm not going to wait for you him. You should have taken him first overall. <laughs> yeah. You should have taken a kicker first overall. Because if you win, I would have probably thrown in an extra $25 because... With McPherson? Of that fucking flex of kicking a, or picking a kicker. In the why, don't we, why don't we say that we will both pick a player on our team that will get double points? No, we'll we'll stick to it. Stick to our form. Yeah, stick yeah, to it. So I'm trying to <laughs> mix it up now. Uh, all right. So my next pick. Um, well, now that I know which kicker I'm going to take, um, I think I'm going to use this opportunity to take my third wide receiver in Van Jefferson. It's a good pick. Um, because obviously Cooper Cup might be the um, the receiver on this team that gets double covered. And then after that, um, much like the Tyler Boyd T Higgins situation in Cincinnati, it's going to be a toss up between Van Jefferson and Odell, in my opinion, especially if Tyler Higby doesn't play in this game. Van Jefferson could have a humongous game. Exactly. Exactly. This game. And especially if Tyler Higby does not play because Tyler Higby is very hurt right now. Uh, much like CJ Uzama, um, so it's very possible that they don't they run this game without a starting tight end. So we could see some slot opportunities even for wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, th- uh, this is going to be a very interesting last few rounds here because there's so many banged up players mm-hmm. on both teams. Um, so I'm just going to go with uh, a flex option here, a flex play. Yeah, go for it. Someone who I think is going to see some time in this game as well because it might be a blowout. I'm going to go with Sony Michelle here because I think, you know, there is an opportunity there for two running backs to get their own. Uh, and at least I'm I'm hedged. If Cam Akers has a trash game, my second overall pick, I'm going sixth round. I'm going to cover myself, and I'm going to go Sony Michelle. Okay, so type it in. Yeah, type it in. Because there's a chance. Um, I've been doing my research. There's a chance that Daryl Henderson plays. Oh, this God. Game. No, no, no. Have you not seen this report? No, I have not. Uh, so go look. Um, Are you going, you're going to draft him? I, <laughs> <laughs> I am going to draft Daryl Henderson. No, you are not. Yes, I am. Uh, you are the at, scum of this earth. <laughs> he has not played for a while, but... According to Sean McVay, there is a good chance Daryl Henderson plays in the Super Bowl. So let me just let me just give me a second to type his name out here. Daryl Henderson. He's not gonna play. He's Darryl probably Henderson. gonna be like an insurance running back. There's no way. Sony Michelle, Daryl Henderson. In the same. Do you have your too. flex? Is that your flex? That would be my flex. Yeah, because I've already drafted a running back and I've already drafted three wide receivers. So. Okay, well, I still don't want to be the one who decides on tight ends here. So I'm going to go... What do we have left? You still don't want to draft a tight end. 
I'm going to go L.A. defense because I think there's going to be a sack parade. I yeah. still, yeah, I still don't want to. I still don't want to decide on tight end right now. That's fair. Hey, L.A. D. Because I don't want to be left with Cincinnati D. That is that is fair. Um, <laughs> so I know which kicker I'm taking. I know which defense I'm taking. I haven't drafted them yet. But uh, who do who do I still have here? Oh, you're gonna make me decide on the tight end here. You don't have to. I mean, you could just. We can keep playing this cat and mouse game. No, I think I'll take this opportunity to decide on a tight end. I'll take Tyler Higby. Um, I think he is by far the better tight end option between the two of these players. Both are injured. Both probably have a good chance of playing or not playing in the Super Bowl. Um, but if both are 50-50 at this point, I would much rather a Tyler Higby than a CJ Uzoma. Because they're like going to throw the ball at Matt Stafford. He's going to throw the ball a lot in this game. So, so uh, now, now you know which tight end you're taking. I don't. I could go Kendon Blanton here if I wanted. Oh you know, my gosh. Like okay. Backup tight end. We're literally playing um, a, a literal cat and mouse game here because yeah. there's so many injuries going into this Super Bowl. Yeah. And in my from my perspective, it's the Super Bowl. So if even if you're injured, we've seen players play on torn ACLs. Remember when Philip Rivers literally played a championship game and with a torn ACL the entire game? So, like, have your surgery after the game, folks. You're going to be playing in this game because it's literally the Super Bowl. This is it. This is the biggest show. It's the Super Bowl. It you is. want to be playing in that game where Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg, along with Mary J. Blige and Kedrick Lamar, are going to be performing your halftime show. Don't you want to tell that to your kids that you played in that game? Come on. I'm going to go with the tight end here who ripped his knee brace off at the Super Bowl rally saying he's not missing the biggest game of his life. I'm going to go with CJ Uzuma. I actually didn't know that he ripped off his knee brace. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty cool. That's pretty badass. <laughs> like like he was in WWF yeah, circa 2000. If, uh, if I knew that, I probably would have taken him over Tyler Higby. But by uh, God, his knee injury is non-existent. Did you see the the comparison between the the two Super Bowl rallies between the Rams and the Bengals? Yeah, I did. It was ridiculous. It was yeah. like night and day. They had thirty thousand people fill that that stadium. Yeah, the Bengals did. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the Rams filled I think like a high school stadium. It's wild. Wild. Uh, that's a good pick. Um, I think I'm down to <laughs> the two picks that I'm cornered to get here. Uh, so I'm going to take, uh, just so that you don't pull a fast one on me and, you know, pick another kicker or something like that. Uh, I'm going to pick Matt Gay. I had him pretty much uh, the entire season. And I loved getting those notifications saying Matt Gay kicked another field goal. Matt Gay kicked a 60-yard field goal. I love those notifications. So I, uh, I'm i feeling good with my pick of Matt Gay. I'm going to go with the last pick. Um, I, I, okay. In First Joe of all, Burrow. those projected points that you just put up there. Oh, wow. That that was <laughs> auto-populated. I was... <laughs> just threw them up there. <laughs> Neil put projected points. Neil, 198. Josh, 21. <laughs> so it's going to be a close one here, folks. Those are obviously oh, not burner. the real. Barn burner. Those are obviously not the real projected points here. 
Uh, okay, so you go on with your last pick. My last pick is none other than uh, Joe Shiesty himself. Um, save the best for last, I guess you can say. Joe Shiesty, Joe Burra. Coming in with my ninth and final pick. Pick CJ Uzama before Joe Burrow. Lack of disrespect. Hopefully you picked that Evan McPherson happens. before Joe Burrow. <laughs> Four rounds before Joe Burrow. <laughs> Um, I guess when you only have when you only have uh, two players in a draft, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and obviously, my last pick is going to be the Bengals D. I don't think they're going to have a great game. I think yeah. uh, the Rams are pretty much going to run right through them. Uh, but there's a chance, you know, we see some. They they haven't been bad throughout these playoffs, so there's a chance we see them, you know, uh, take over that offensive line and get to Stafford. Do you like your team? Looking at it on paper, um, I do. I do. Um, I think uh, I, I'm still mad that you took uh, OBJ from me, but that's just something I have to live with now, you know? Yeah, you just got to hope that, you know, um, Matt Stafford force feeds Van Jeff- Jefferson all day long. Yeah, so looking at my team, I need yeah. Matt Stafford to throw to Van Jefferson. I need uh, Joe Mixon to score four touchdowns. I need, I need Joe Mixon to, to either score the touchdowns or pass them to Jamar Chase. <laughs> Uh, I can't have Joe Burrow throwing anything <laughs> in this game. Um, and then Daryl Henderson, I need him to, at the start of this game, rip off his knee brace and say, there's no way I'm missing this game. And say, Sony Michelle, stay the fuck on that bench. And Cam Akers, you're trash. Because this season was the Daryl Henderson show. So we'll see. We'll see. That's the reason they got to, the, to where they are now. Uh, are you happy with your team? Very, very happy. Um, you know, being in the driver's seat, you had to react to everything I did, you know, having exactly. the first pick. So, you know, I really want to just give a shout out to Rock, Paper, Scissors and it being my friend today. Shut up. Um, I want to thank my parents for, you know, raising you me haven't to... haven't won yet, Neil. <laughs> it's literally a draft. Uh, Cooper Cup, Cam Akers, Odell, T. Higgins, Evan McPherson, Sony Michelle, L.A.D., C.J. Uzama, and Joey Shiesty. I'm surprised the LA the defense team. didn't go earlier. I'm surprised we waited until the seventh round to pick the LA Yeah, defense. I mean, I took Evan McPherson before LA You took Evan McPherson before Sack LAD. machine. LAD could have went first round, to be honest. <laughs> it's going to be but. interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see the Jalen Ramsey versus Jamar Chase situation. It's going to be a good matchup. But Jalen Ramsey did get burned um, on Tom Brady's last touchdown. A couple Let's times. never yeah. forget. He is exposable, but he is one of the top um, safeties in the league, right? So... We'll see. Super Bowl this Sunday. We'll be talking about our, our findings and our, our, our winner uh, next show, next week. Yeah. we can uh, Obviously, you guys will be watching the game, so you'll, you'll see uh, my team beat Neil's team. But um, I'm excited to talk about um, what I'm going to do with the $50 next week. And I'm excited for this halftime show. Like, I keep talking about it, but this fucking halftime show is going to blow the roof off this place yeah so i'm so excited all right guys have a good week we'll see you again next week have a fun super bowl thank you for listening to another episode of the shoot your thought podcast 